someone asked me, what does success mean to you? And this was like three or four years ago. And I answered, well, financial success is success. And she said, you really need to work on that definition. And I look back and I'm like, why did I say that? Like, why? What's the reason? Well, for me, I am successful in every area of my life. Welcome. This is Jared Easley. And today, as always, we're hanging out with a new friend, Vicki Lashenko from mompreneurshow.com. Did I get that right? Yes. <laughs> Vicki, we're hanging out in a coffee shop. This is pretty cool. Thank you so much, Jared. Yeah, we're in Greenville, South Carolina. And as soon as I got to Greenville, South Carolina, I was starting to think, who do I know in Greenville? And then I remembered, hey, Vicki lives in South Carolina, but does she live in Greenville? I'll let you pick up from there. What happened? And then you reached out to me and I was like, oh my gosh, why is he asking? Is he in town? And I was so excited because we've been connected online for such a long time. And of course, we talked, I think it was Monday. And then I got so excited. We decided to meet on Wednesday and I came here on Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I wasn't going to go there, but that's funny that you brought that up. So Tuesday morning, I had prior commitments and then Vicky's messaging me, hey, where are you? And I'm like, oh my goodness. And I tell her Tuesday. So uh, thankfully, you're gracious enough to... Meet with oh me my again. gosh. No, you were gracious <laughs> enough to like totally understand my craziness because I was like, I was so excited. And then by the way, when I was like, when I reached out to you Tuesday morning, I was like, okay, I just want to make sure, you know, that everything's good. It has happened to me before. Yeah. And so I looked through our messages and I was like, oh, there's no mention on Tuesday <laughs> whatsoever. All good. Well, I, the good thing is I got, I'm, I'm here hanging out with you, but then I also got to meet your husband. That was really cool. Yes. Uh, he unfortunately had to go. But, and I was, I was hoping to get him on the podcast and you're like, no, he's shy. So, well, yeah, he's an, he's definitely an introvert. And I feel like he's still, he's not in the online space. And I don't think he understands the power of podcasting or the power of like, and that's okay. <laughs> so, and no, it's all good. He'll get around. And although he is very entrepreneurial in a, like a local sense. Right. So. My wife, she's not super into podcasting either. So people have asked, for my wife to be a guest on their show. And she's like, no. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, not a big deal. All right, whatever. So oh that, God, that actually funny. brings me into a question. You've done a lot of interviews, but when you were first getting on the mic, what was that like for you? It's so funny that you ask, but it wasn't, and I know this is probably not very helpful. No, I'm just curious. But I am an extrovert. I love talking to people. I don't even care. Like I talk to strangers all the time. It doesn't even matter to me. When I started my sh- I didn't start Mompreneur Show right off the bat. I actually started a show called, I don't even have a name for it, but it was a small business <laughs> gal show. <laughs> and it was back, I think, even in 2013. And my first guest was, wait for it, the Go Give, author of Go Giver, oh, Bob, Bob Berg. Berg. That's a great first guest. <laughs> I know. That was such an but honor. That's not a small gal. <laughs> no, it was incredible. But anyway, so that was my first guest. And you no, know, I think, you know, personality wise, I'm just, you know, I have that gift, I guess of like really being able to talk to people without being super nervous. I mean, I am nervous, of course, you know, I always mess up. I'm not the best communicator, but you have to, I feel like you have to do it even if you're scared yeah. in anything. So that's what I've been doing. Well, okay. So you brought up the small business, small gal business, small, small business gal, small business gal. And I remember that by the way, cause you and I've been friends for a long time, no yes. online and stuff. Can't so, that. so at one, at one point did you say, okay, I'm going to uh, pivot from that to the mompreneur. I wasn't having fun with it, but it's, it, I wasn't finding, I mean, not that everything has to be fun. I wasn't finding fulfillment with it. 
I was doing a lot of like consulting, social media management, like all that really boring behind the screen stuff. And I really want to be out and talking with people. And so that's when I started thinking. And I'm not a big thinker. I really have to <laughs> schedule time and make myself to think. Okay. And I'm like, okay, I really want to move on I to explore something else. But it was around w, around the time, I think it was 2015, I think. That sounds right. And I was, I literally took the year off and I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. Where should I go? And it was after World Domination Summit and Jonathan Fields was in town. And so we grabbed tacos and, and we we're talking about his Good Life Project camp, which was the first time he was hosting in New York that year. Right. I remember hearing about that. Yeah. And so... I was like, oh my gosh, I have this opportunity sitting down with Jonathan Fields. And I, I'm totally, I'm chasing the influencers part right now. But <laughs> wait for no, He's it. a good guy. Yep. And so I was like, okay, I have this opportunity. I should ask him something smart. And at that time, I was like really dealing with like, where should I go? What should I do next? I had a few ideas in mind, but I was like, I, didn't, I wasn't sure. And I asked him, I'm like, well, how do you know? Like, where do you go? Like, how do you know which one to do or first or what idea to go with? And he's like, well, you need to take it as a project like one project at a time and do it for about six months, see how you feel, see how, what kind of results is giving you and then take it one step at a time, finish that and move on to the next project. And I really took his advice to heart and obviously was a lot more intelligent than I want what I'm telling you because I don't remember if word for word, but I took his advice and I started on a project that did not work out very well and involved my kids. But it was so good to do it because I tried it, I did it. And it didn't work out. And then I was able to move on to the next. And while working on another project, that's when I was like, oh, I want to be around mom entrepreneurs. And that's when I started a meetup in Portland, Oregon with mom entrepreneurs. And they just like went out from there. Okay. So you're not in Portland anymore. No. You are now in South Carolina. Yes. And all the time I hear people just rave and rave about Portland. Portland's the best place on earth. Yeah. I'm joking, but you know, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I do hear that kind of thing. So for someone to say, okay, we're not going to be in Portland, we're going to move to Greenville. I'm curious about that. Like, why South Carolina? Was it hard to leave Portland? Because I know there's a lot of things that you still love about Portland. So what, what can you tell about that? So my husband and I were thinking about moving out of Portland for, for the past couple of years before our move. And we were thinking Hawaii. We just really wanted a change of scenery. Of course, Hawaii didn't work out because it's really expensive to live there. But we consider Tennessee. We considered Missouri. I almost said Missouri, but it's Missouri. <laughs> Being miserable in Missouri. Yeah. That's what I told my husband. I was like, see here, I'm not going to Missouri. I'm not. So we were exploring that. And at that time, and, and this is very personal. I don't talk about this a lot, but we're really struggling in Portland. The prices were rising on every single thing. We sold our home in 2013, which was like a really bad time because that's when that house market was yeah. really low. And so, and then we're like, okay, so we're going to buy a house. But by the time that we collected ourselves and we're ready to buy a house, it was too late because the house market was hot. Right. And everyone was moving from California and still are. I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of people moving to Portland from California every week. It's insane. And so we really felt that the traffic, the just the culture really shift. And so at that time, we were living at my in-law's house because my husband started his own business. And in, in order to minimize the risk, we're like, you know what? We're going to go live with the in-laws so we can make this work. Because as you know, right, starting right. a business, it takes so much investment. And so that's what we did. And then after living there for a year, we're like, wait, we're not really moving forward mm. anywhere. We're kind of in one, one place and we can't afford to buy a you know, 1,500 square foot house for $400,000 in Portland. 
And so that was just not working out at all. And we were thinking about moving out into the country to raise our children there because our boys love the outdoors. And I really want them to grow up like I did, to have the childhood that I did out in the field, climbing trees, and just really country life. And in order to do that, we were supposed to move out into the country. And out in the country in Portland, everything is in the land is sold in really big chunks. And we can't, we can't buy five acres. Right. It's going to cost close to a million dollars, which is insane. So, and that's when uh, we started exploring different cities and South Carolina came up on the map because we have relatives here. I have cousins here. And it was just like a safer move if we have someone in the area that could... Someone you know, someone there. That could tell us, yep. that could help us. And one of the things that attracted us about this, we actually just at that probably March, it was in March where we just literally just sat on a plane and flew over to check it out. And we drove around a lot. I mean, we put thousands and thousands of miles on the car, just driving around and looking at places and seeing if we really want to move our family here. And we flew back to Portland, packed our stuff, sold almost everything. Wow. We packed everything in a six by 10 trailer, hooked it up to uh, GMC Yukon like in 1998 or something like that, or 2004 or something like that. I mean, like an older car <laughs> that we bought just for the move. And we moved our family here and, and it's amazing and I love it. The life here is so chill. I can still do my online stuff. My husband flew back to Portland a few times to do, do some business because jobs here are really low paying. Um, so that has been kind of interesting. But we've purchased a house here for an insane amount that we would have never ever dreamed of in Portland. And we just feel so happy here. I can imagine, though, that must have been a difficult thing to say goodbye to that chapter or that season of your life. And I'm curious how you navigated that. So I came back after our move. I came back for a World Domination Summit probably a month later after we moved. On a few weeks, I literally I came back for a conference, and I was driving over one of the bridges in Portland, and I literally cried. And not because oh, why did I move there? It was literally, the decision was both of our decisions. It was my husband right, right, right. and my decision to move. It's not like my husband's like, we're moving there. Let's say, well, it happens quite often in so many families, but you know, not, not the case in ours. But I cried and not because, oh, I feel so sorry for me. Like I live out in the, in the middle of nowhere where there's no Amazon Prime now, where there's no coffee shops around the corner, where there's no new seasons, which is like Whole Foods. And Whole Foods is the only Whole Foods is in here in Greenville, which, is, Greenville, 40, which is 30, 40 minutes yeah, away. Yeah, and so I was like really you know, upset about that. But I cried because of all the memories that we've made in Portland. Sure. You know? And I thought like, okay, what's the end goal? Why did we move? We wanted to raise our children in a very calm environment, not going, driving 24-7. We were on the road all the time, going to little play dates and birthday parties, and, which is great. And sometimes, you know, how we're to, like the word is spreading around, minimalize your life. You know, minimalism, not only in the stuff that you have in your house, but in the events that you go to and the things that you do. And sometimes you can minimalize where you are, but when you make that drastic change in your life, everything changes. And it's a lot lot more easier to adjust to the new lifestyle compared to saying no to yourself all the time. I felt like that was really good. And what really helped me just being okay with it is like, you know what? We can always move back. We can always move back. And so that was the thing. It's like, if, I, if we don't like it, we'll move back. And that, that idea, that thought was really what pulled me through. Because in the beginning, for 
first couple of months, it was really hard to adjust. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I would imagine. I'm this, I love people. I love the city life. I love being out and about. I really do. And it was really hard for me to just be here. <laughs> you love having friends that you can to, go visit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And here I am in South Carolina, mm-hmm. house sitting my uncle's house, taking care of his chickens. You know? That sounds like fun too, though. <laughs> it was completely different kind of fun. And I, I enjoyed it to to the fullest and we're getting chicken soon so that, well, good for that's you. awesome oh look who's back <laughs> you want to say hello hello <laughs> we just had a special visit from vicky's husband so we were talking about the transition from portland to greenville and uh, it made me think about when i moved i used to be in the navy and i was in hawaii and when i moved uh, back to the mainland i was much much more immature than younger less experienced. And, and I remember there for several years, Vicky, I went through like this weird withdrawal where mm. in my head, I would just constantly think about moving back to Hawaii. Mm. Then eventually, you know, God helped me to get over that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I've talked to other friends like uh, my friend Chris Murphy moved from LA to Nashville. And the oh good year or two years of him living in Nashville, he, all he could think about was LA. So it's interesting, like, you know, coming from Portland to Greenville, that you, you experienced some of that in your own way. It's huge. And yeah. It's huge. And, you know, I'm not, like, Portland is, is a liberal country. And it's so funny. A friend of mine posted on Facebook that, and he also made a huge, a huge move. Chris, and for the life of me, I can't remember his last name. He's from Simple Film. He does a lot of um, videos for authors and doing cool. promote. <laughs> what was his last name? Anyway, so he put, he recently moved from Portland to another little town in Washington. And he wrote, he's like, when I was, a, when I lived in Portland, I was a conservative. When I moved here, I'm a liberal. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And so no. I was like, oh my gosh, that is so interesting. That is exactly how I feel about our move too, is because in Portland, I really felt like I was really, I love Portland. I love it. It's an amazing city, but I really felt like I wasn't really, it wasn't my city. It was, it was just not in my heart type of thing. And then moving here, I was like, oh my gosh, like that's huge difference. And now I feel like definitely I'm like a liberal here compared to like a lot of <laughs> yeah. people living here, which I'm not, but it's interesting. It's interesting. Can you give a specific example of now that you're in Greenville, what, what are you trying to do to, number one, you know, meet the goals of the family stuff, but also you have to create a life here. So that means connecting with friends. That means you know, finding a new church or whatever it is for you and your family. So what, what's that been like for you? It's so interesting because everyone told me, like my mother-in-law, my sister, oh my gosh, Vicky, you're moving to South Carolina. You're such a, like, a talkative person. You'll meet friends. You won't even have to worry about making friends. Like you'll make a ton of friends there. And that really caught me off guard. And I was like, wait, I'm not moving there to make friends. Because for me, I mean, I'm happy to make friends, happy, but that was not my intention because I feel like I really have everything, I have everything that I ever need and want. I have my family, I have my friends, my sister and I, my friends and I always chat via video, so it's almost like we're there, and I never really felt the need to like go out and make friends, but it really just happened naturally. I was, when I was looking for a place to have my show in Spartanburg, like a rent an office. I reached out to a lot of people and I made a few friends in the city of Spartanburg, which was so great. And like, and they really encouraged me to get more involved in the community, go to their community events and stuff. So that was really cool, really happened naturally. As for the church, that was really important for us. 
actually. And there's a lot of churches here. And we really wanted a church where we can go and speak our native language, Russian. And that was really important to us. I know that, you know, we're born, I mean, I was born back in Ukraine, but since living here, I mean, we're fluent. We can be just fine. But I really want my children to keep that piece of the culture where they're from. Well, not necessarily where they're from, but where their roots are from. And so we found this amazing Russian-speaking church here. In South Carolina. In South Carolina. <laughs> well, I've, I've heard it all. Actually, the past 10 years, <laughs> there has been a huge, what is it? What's the word? Immigration. <laughs> that yeah. probably wouldn't be the right word, but of Russian and Ukrainian-speaking families that moved here. And the reason is, a lot of them are from Portland or from big cities like Chicago or Massachusetts. And they, you know, their family grew, the housing market grew, they sold their house, they moved here. Or they lost their house and they moved here to start a new life. And it's a lot easier to start a new life here because everything is a lot cheaper here. Yes. Oh my goodness, I cannot stress this enough. I mean, not like food or anything, but really the living expenses are a lot more affordable here. And that was the intention. It's like we really want to lower our our expenses as much as we can right. so we can really focus on the more meaningful things in life. I love it. Okay, so... Before we start to wrap up, I want to just talk for a minute about where you're at now and what, what's coming up. What are you looking toward in terms of your online stuff that you're working on? So I started the Mompreneurship in 2016 in January, and that was amazing. We started on a blab, and then we went over to Facebook Live in May when it just opened its API, and that was a roller coaster because here I am trying to balance asking good, intelligent questions from the guests and then at the same time, managing this machine that is pushing our video and audio live into Facebook Live. And that was so hard at times. I mean, there were so many issues, audio yeah. issues. The internet wasn't strong enough. But it's so important to keep going. Like, I don't know who is listening to this. And I know that a lot of amazing people are listening to this. But I really encourage you to, if when something like that happens, it's almost like the universe is asking you, are you strong enough? to go through what's ahead of you? Are you strong enough to handle the success that's waiting for you on the other side? And you got to say, yes, I am. I'm going to push forward. There's so many times I closed, shut my laptop, went to bed, cried, (laughs) and then came back and scheduled the next show. You know, it just, those things happen all the time. And of course, you know, we're getting better and better. But just the other week, you know, I'm like, my video froze on my, the most awkward face expressions, you know, like there's a new issue to deal with. And so, there's always going to be issues. There's always going to be problems. But I feel like you really have to push through and just keep going. Well said. All right. So for those who are listening and saying, I don't know, Vicky, where can they learn more about me? Mompreneurshow.com. Mompreneurshow.com. That's where we have all the episodes or, and we're launching on iTunes. So I think maybe when this goes live, we'll be on iTunes. And I've, of course, I've said this to you, but I haven't said it on the podcast. You're one of the most generous people I've met on any social media channel. And sometimes I think, like, <laughs> is this real? Like, is, is Vicky really this way? She is really that way. Uh, she bought me coffee and a scone this fine morning here in Greenville, South Carolina, despite my protests. But uh, I just want to say I appreciate your leadership online. And while that may not always translate to what other people view as success, that is success. That's Thank you. doing what you feel compelled And you know, to do. about success, there is, like, last final thought, Someone asked me, what does success mean to you? And this was like four years ago, three or four years ago. And I answered, well, financial success is success. And she said, you really need to work on that definition. 
And I look back and I'm like, why did I say that? Like, why? What's the reason? Well, for me, I am successful in every area of my life. I have a loving husband who I dearly love and respect. I have two beautiful, healthy children. We have a roof over our head. God provides with anything and everything that we need. And what more? Like, I mean, there's, there's more to life, like as far as me, you know, materialistic things, changing the world. But really, I am so successful. And so I really want you to already own that. Like you are already successful in what, in, in, if you're happy in your, you know, in your family, with your husband, if you're not, make it, make it so. Be happy, become happy, change that. But I think that we focus way too much our success on the financials, on the credibility that we have online, on the reach we have. Oh my gosh, how many followers do you have on my Instagram? Too much on that. But really success is literally inner peace with, with what you have and um, just be really, really content with that. Vicky, thank you so much for the coffee and thank you for the hang time. It's great to finally catch up. And yeah, I wish you and your husband and your family the best in Green, or yeah, South Carolina. Thank you so much, Jared. It's been such an honor to be on your podcast and so such a pleasure to meet you in person finally. Mompreneurshow.com. Mm-hmm.